Chapter Thirty of Wild Wales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Steve Goff. Wild Wales by George Burrow. Chapter Thirty. The day after our expedition to Snowdon, I and my family parted. They returning by railroad to Chester and Llangollen whilst I took a trip into Anglesey to visit the birthplace of the great poet Goronwy Owen, whose works I had read with enthusiasm in my early years. Goronwy, or Gronwy Owen, was born in the year 1722 at a place called Llanvar Madarvan Aithaf in Anglesey. He was the oldest of three children. His parents were peasants and so exceedingly poor that they were unable to send him to school. Even, however, when an unlettered child, he gave indications that he was visited by the Awen, or Muse. At length the celebrated Lewis Morris, chancing to be at Llanvar, became acquainted with the boy, and struck with his natural talents, determined that he should have all the benefit which education could bestow. He accordingly, at his own expense, sent him to school at Beaumaris, where he displayed a remarkable aptitude for the acquisition of learning. He subsequently sent him to Jesus College, Oxford, and supported him there whilst studying for the church. Whilst at Jesus, Goronwy distinguished himself as a Greek and Latin scholar, and gave such proofs of poetical talent in his native language that he was looked upon by his countrymen of that Welsh college as the rising bard of the age. After completing his collegiate course he returned to Wales, where he was ordained a minister of the church in the year 1745. The next seven years of his life were a series of cruel disappointments and pecuniary embarrassments. The grand wish of his heart was to obtain a curacy and to settle down in Wales. Certainly a very reasonable wish. To say nothing of his being a great genius, he was eloquent, highly learned, modest, meek, and of irreproachable morals. Yet Gronwy Owen could obtain no Welsh curacy, nor could his friend Lewis Morris, though he exerted himself to the utmost, procure one for him. It is true that he was told that he might go to Llanvair, his native place, and officiate there at a time when the curacy happened to be vacant, and thither he went, glad at heart to get back amongst his old friends, who enthusiastically welcomed him. Yet scarcely had he been there three weeks when he received notice from the chaplain of the Bishop of Bangor that he must vacate Llanvair, in order to make room for a Mr. John Ellis a young clergyman of large independent fortune, who was wishing for a curacy under the Bishop of Bangor, Dr. Hutton. So poor Garonwy, the eloquent, the learned, the meek, was obliged to vacate the pulpit of his native place to make room for the rich young clergyman who wished to be within the dining distance of the Palace of Bangor. Truly in this world the full shall be crammed, and those who have little shall have the little which they have taken away from them. Unable to obtain employment in Wales, Goronwy sought for it in England, and after some time procured the curacy of Oswestry in Shropshire, where he married a respectable young woman, who eventually brought him two sons and a daughter. From Oswestry he went to Donington near Shrewsbury, where, under a certain Scotchman named Douglas, who was an absentee and who died Bishop of Salisbury, he officiated as curate and master of a grammar school for a stipend always grudgingly and contumelously paid, of three-and-twenty pounds a year. From Donington he removed to Walton in Cheshire, where he lost his daughter, who was carried off by a fever. 
His next removal was to Northolt, a pleasant village in the neighbourhood of London. He held none of these curacies long, either losing them from the caprice of his principles, or being compelled to resign them from the parsimony which they practised towards him. In the year 1756 he was living in a garret in London, vainly soliciting employment in his sacred calling, and undergoing with his family the greatest privations. At length his friend Lewis Morris, who had always assisted him to the utmost of his ability, procured him the mastership of a government school at New Brunswick in North America, with a salary of three hundred pounds a year. Thither he went with his wife and family, and there he died, some time about the year 1780. He was the last of the great poets of Cambria, and with the exception of Ap Gwilym, the greatest which she has produced. His poems, which for a long time had circulated through Wales in manuscript, were first printed in the year 1819. They are composed in the ancient bardic measures, and were, with one exception, namely an elegy on the death of his benefactor, Lewis Morris, which was transmitted from the New World, written before he had attained the age of thirty-five. All his pieces are excellent, but his masterwork is decidedly the Cowydd of Varn, or Day of Judgment. This poem, which is generally considered by the Welsh as the brightest ornament of their ancient language, was composed at Donington, a small hamlet in Shropshire, on the northwest spur of the Rekin, at which place, as has already been said, Goronwy toiled as a schoolmaster and curate under Douglas the Scot, for a stipend of three and twenty pounds a year. End of chapter 30